Hello, and welcome to this very special episode. We're kicking off 2021, and we're going to do it right, but it's going to be different this year from the way we've done it in the past. And I hope you enjoy what we're doing. I am very, very excited about this. So without further ado, let's begin this episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing? And welcome to the first real video recording of an episode of the Project Shadow podcast. I am really excited to be doing this, especially because it's been forever and three days since I have done this, not by myself, and it wasn't Star Wars related, because you know, I can always kind of be like, but hubby, we're talking about Star Wars. Why 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 no why no be there? And talk him into it. But I got friends. I've got Glory Fink, I've got a Laura Nettles, and I've got a Tom. I am going to shut up for a minute because it, for a lot of you who are here in the chat, and I'll get to you in a minute, you know these wonderful people that are here. But to the people who are listening on the podcast, with the exception of Laura, who, this is lovely Laura, this is those wonderful stories that we were treated to a couple months ago on the podcast. Yes, that Laura, the podcast audience does not know who y'all are. So if you would please introduce yourselves for them. Hello, I'm Glory. <laughs> My channel is Glory Rates to Lose on YouTube, just in case you want to wander there from podcast land. And um, I write a variety of genres of LGBTQIA plus uh, stories. And then mostly I just have all sorts of opinions about writing and storytelling. And in general, everything else, quite frankly. My name is Laura Nettles. I have a YouTube channel called Laura Nettles. I write horror flash fiction short story. I have been working on some sci-fi novels, a YA and a adult. So that's fun. I do it for fun. Uh, my actual job is doing special effects for a movie from television. And I will say that I know from conversations with her, she's worked on some of the shows we've talked about on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few of them. I may or may not have name dropped Laura a few times with my other friends to go, I know somebody who worked on this show and this is what she did. And they're like, that's fantastic. You're like, yeah, I know her. Mm -hmm. Same. Let alone under the time constraints. It's just truly a bravo. Oh, yes. Yes. Bravo. Thanks. Bravo. It's really fun to get the swag for the shows when they do that. And then they have extra swag. And so my siblings get some. And so like, yeah, I worked on The Shape of Water. But no, that was me. But you're honorary. You supported me in my time of crisis. <laughs> yeah, real quick, I guess probably should introduce myself. I'm Tom. Um, I mostly work with Glory. I don't really write stories much on my own right now. I'm more of just help with story development with uh, Glory and a few other friends. And I'm just, you know, mostly in the background doing production stuff. And, and he has I, opinions. And well, I've there, got a lot of opinions. That's why I like to do story development. And there's a possibility that he and I may be doing a podcast in the future if my brain eventually starts working. Because trust me, I have a lot to say about that. <clears throat> I 
I feel like this is where I really should have made like a dark, like fiery hellscape banner that would like pop mm. up right now. Like just nothing but like fire, like all the terrible things going on. Let's do that thing that I've been avoiding doing on the podcast all year. Let's talk about 2020. Because <laughs> we've talked about everything else this year, with the exception of the nightmare hellscape that we have been living through. Oh, oh my goodness. This has been quite, quite a year in so many ways. The, the podcast has grown, and I am so thankful to, I guess I should say, everyone in France. Bonjour, because I don't know what happened this year, but this year our stats in France blew up. At least according to my analytics, over 50% of the podcast listeners are now in France. So you have actually beaten the United States, which is, wow, thank you. Hi. That's awesome. I, I'm very excited to see that. And we've been on quite a journey this year. We have had a lot of discussions about how to maybe take the racism, sexism, and homophobia out of world building, or just not put it in in the first place. Concept. Because that's that's a, been a big problem. We had our kind of, oh, let's just say, month of Black Lives Matter content, which, you know, I feel like needs to make a comeback with some of the stuff that I've seen in the news lately. And uh, yeah, it's been terrible. And of course, there were the lockdowns and the quarantines. And I feel like that is the thing that made the podcast grow is everybody being locked in their houses, needing something to do. And I hope that I was able to be some kind of a relief for people in the midst of this. It's been rough. We've lost some friends this year, some wonderful friends of the podcast. We actually lost throughout this year and they will be sorely missed. And I was going to do a role. I was going to read it and writing it. I ended up crying for an hour after like writing it down i may try in a more private setting to record something and do it just thinking about it i'm getting like yeah really like i've been doing this for 13 years i've been doing this podcast for 13 years and so some of these people have been with the show since this beginning we've met at conventions we knew each other it's been a hard year for everyone but i think the challenge is have made us stronger. I really do. I think those of us who have gotten to this point, especially a lot of the people that I see in the chat, I have watched you all grow and develop over the year in a way that is just astounding to me and that has inspired me so much, you know, as I kind of shrank away from the world in some ways and then did this crazy YouTube thing on the other side of it. It amazes me how much you all have accomplished this year. And I just want to start everything before we like break down and start talking about individual things that we want to talk about by just saying thank you all for all of your inspiration. Everybody who has like just randomly seen something on social media that you thought would brighten my day up and, t and tagged me on the post or DM'd it to me. Like you all are seriously the best group of people that I have ever had the good joy to be associated with. And that is all on you, not <laughs> me, because I, I just, I don't deserve y'all. So thank you so very much. I mean, I would not have made it through this year if it wasn't for a lot of you and I've told hopefully everyone that I needed to tell that to that but the, the list is very long and if I have not said it directly to you consider this me <laughs> saying that until I remember and uh, do so my main challenge this year were with the fact that the world suddenly conformed to 
all of my fear. And I know a lot of us here having have a lot of social anxiety. We have a lot of variant kinds of anxiety, PTSD and whatnot. And this was a year that I felt oddly normal this year because all of the rage and nightmare thoughts in the back of my head, well, that's just the news now. So I didn't have to worry about my worries weren't able to like hit me the way that they normally would because like why is nobody paying attention to this like because that's the real itch of anxiety right is like why am I the only one that sees this yeah yeah the Cassandra thing yeah I'm telling you all the things that you need to know and you're all ignoring me why is everyone ignoring when these are like scary important things it was hard to actually have that feeling like my anxiety really did backflips this year trying to find ways to like get at me because it's just like did it have to work extra hard charlie it really did because it it basically most of my anxiety problems this year just resulted from my dysphoria Mm. oh okay let's just go inward okay it's the outside world you already know that that's a nightmare okay so uh Treating this almost like a festivist show, like we do. Does anybody have any grievances? What need air? It's a great airing of grievances. Oh, I love festivists and the airing of grievances. It very much is on brand for my family. So much. I did forget to tell you earlier, and I didn't get a chance to take a picture, but uh, these one surviving, um, what is it called? Laser tag place? The one that's been there since the 80s? Did actually have on their sign, Welcome Festivus. Let's all gripe. I love Festivus. Oh, like, give me the poll. Let me put my post-it notes on the poll. Everything about Festivus is definitely on brand for me and my family because we love office supplies, too. Like, Like, it's how our family worships together is we, like, show each other new pens, new post-it notes, like... It's true. That's literally how we bought. A lot of opinions about all the above. But yeah, if we want to talk about our our airing of grievances, here's one I did not expect for 2020. Okay. I don't have a chance really, you know, because we're all stuck in our homes and stuff. I need to find some more friends to socialize with. So out of boredom, yeah, I went on Tinder. I went at a couple of different places. Must have been real desperation. (laughs) Yes. How'd that go? And then... The stats started coming out about who was wearing masks and who weren't, and also uh, some stuff about who was, you know, going with Black Lives Matter and who wasn't. And I pretty much had to just, you know, disregard all white women in my Dial state. Yep. Because it was something like 80 or 90 percent. Like it was, I didn't realize it was in a state of Karen's. Like it was rough. Tom's, yeah, real bitter about this. I, 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 I mean, feel you. I feel your pain. Our neighbors, when Floyd was murdered, actually took the flag and hung it upside down in a signal of distress. And I was like, oh, wow, they get it. And then I made the mistake of talking to them. And I have not done that since. Because the distress was, oh, no, the jig is up. That's what they were. That's how they explained it to me. That, uh uh-oh, they figured out what we've been doing what are how are we going to get through this and i'm just like you're not supposed to say the quiet part loud number one like you're not supposed to say the quiet part loud you're supposed to talk about like law and order or some other buzzword <laughs> like not say the loud the quiet part loud but they were like actively saying the quiet part loud and then the neighbor across the street started put up one of their racist flags and i was just like not you too and then they were saying the quiet part loud and this is for me, why I've referred to the last year as the year of the Great Sword. 
everybody put on the hat and we yes. don't know who is still cosplaying as if the confederacy was a good idea and who at least living in the present if not dreaming of the future like we had truest great sorting this year and in every category like we've seen this like trans people went at each other and we got to see who the trans medicalists were and who were just like oh you're you're discovering things about yourself that's wonderful oh you don't have money that's okay you're still a valid human being even if you don't have insurance right which should not be a thing anyone has to say to another person. Yeah. This became an issue that we've had to deal with in the trans community. Look, the words Black Lives Matter should not be triggering to people. No, they shouldn't. That should not be in any way a divisive line. Because it doesn't say only. It just says Black Lives Do Matter. Like, they yes, and it's like, yes, and yes. Yes, of course. Of course they do. Of course they do. And the fact that anyone feels like it needs to be said out loud speaks not that how dare they say it out loud, but why does it still need to be said out loud in the 21st century? Like, let's address the socioeconomic problems behind that. This is us coming together to try to feel so much less alone. Like, it's so much like the one thing that I love about this year is that we we can't lie to ourselves anymore as a society like that is the beautiful gift like if we have to sift through all of the miles and miles of feces that have piled up on top of us this year to find the little nuggets of gold and the and the good things in it we can't lie about ourselves anymore because mm-hmm. it's this narrative of well we solved racism we elected a black man we solved racism <laughs> to me those exact words. It's like, that's, no, that's not really a thing. No, no, we haven't solved Jack. The masks are on if you're a smart person. And ironically, like, there is a god. She has a sense of humor. Literally, they took the masks off. Like, we know who these people are. They're the Karens that wouldn't put the mask on. They're the Kens that wouldn't put the mask on. Like, literally, everybody else was like, Okay, we're going to take care of each other. I'm going to put this thing over my face. You can see that I care about other human beings and other people that are just so, well, I don't care about anyone other than me. I'm like, why don't you care about just me? Well, I'm just, I was just like, I'm a, I live in the hospitality state. Hospitality is being considerate of others. Mm-hmm. And to see so you will not wear a mask, like, you're not being hospitable. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how well it works. This is about hospitality. I don't like to put my preacher hat on on anything other than like the preacher stuff that I do. But I would just like to point out that God, God and Ezekiel were having an argument over what happened at Sodom. Like actually, literally Sodom. What happened in Sodom? And God yells at him and says, you don't get it. They were killed for their lack of hospitality. Right. They weren't killed over who they were banging. That is not the crime, y'all. The crime is being inhospitable. And I used to say, when the apocalypse comes, I'm not worried because I live in the hospitality state. So welcome to Eden. We're the only ones that are going to make it. I used to say that and I can't say that anymore. These people have ruined it. You can't be the party of law and order and try to disrupt and get rid of law and order when it's inconvenient. You cannot say that we love everyone and we believe in truth and science and all of that stuff and then be like, oh, but, you know, can't we just like find light inside and make everything better? No. You can't say that you are supporting democracy and then try to subvert democracy. Yes. Like, you can't have it both ways. 
I'm, this is how it is. You can be right or you can have your way, but you can't have both at the same time. This is what we as a country, we as a people, and why I've always said, you know, we as fan, like this is why on this podcast, I talk about us as a separate culture in and of ourselves because we have a history that is separate and unique from the country that we we live in. Going back to the Futurians, going back into the 1920s where people were honestly arguing about this stuff all the way back then and we have the documents to prove it, which is one of the reasons why when you go to a sci-fi convention, it often feels like you're entering Xanadu because we've been discussing these things since the 1920s. We may not have solved all of the problems yet, but we've been honestly and viciously debating these things since the culture began. Yep. I see. Yeah. Another gripe for what 2020 taught us is whenever there are policies that make it easier for people to be bigots, it's not coincidence, it's on purpose. That's the thing is, I really want, like, all of it out there because we can see it now like joanna 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 we know oh. who you are we know who you are oh and what? a lot of things that that i had question marks over when i <laughs> i now go oh i understand now no one hates like a hater no one no amen actually because although really i think the line should become no one hates like the hated and the people identify with the hated are the ones who can hate like a few others hmm it's been really interesting because like, I gave one of my sisters the full set of Harry Potter novels a couple of Christmases ago. And so right. she's going through them again. Um, and she's having more clarity as she's reading them. Like, a lot of the main characters are gleeful that something bad happens to somebody else. Like, kind of like antisocial or sociopathic, like very much part of that dark tetrad of the dark traits. But I have to say, now that she's gotten the conversation started over yeah, whether or not... sadism is the fourth thing. So well, yeah, that's it. Narcissism, narcissistic traits, Machiavellian traits, sociopathic... Well, let's see, no, no, hold on. Psychopathic, sociopathic, uh, narcissistic, and then sadist. Sadism is the fourth that's been added. So it's now a tetrad um, because of how they, they have behaved in the pandemic has been illuminating. Mm, yes. Because, uh, yes, I was absolutely right. It's a self-sorting situation. Uh, I, look, I mean, like, I'm not thrilled that people aren't wearing masks in my state, but I kind of find it useful to see who's not wearing masks because I'm like, thank you for self-identifying so I know not to ever waste my time with you. You are not a helpful member of my society. So to hell with you. This is the great sorting, and it's been a tragedy. It has been a horrible, horrible thing. But this is why I say it makes us stronger. And I have to say, like, Thank you. We now know who you are. But this has been a crazy, crazy year. I hope that you are enjoying our little chat here. I am going to be actually putting up when I a bit ahead of time on the social medias what the topics are going to be for these episodes going forward. I, I, I want to have a plan, but one of the things that I've always enjoyed doing on Project Shadow is being more topical. So sometimes there's a announcement in the news or a movie that I forgot what's coming out, comes out or actually shows up on one of the streaming services that I didn't think I would want to talk about. Definitely check out my social media. Um, I'm going to try to get better at posting stories that may be talked about on Twitter again. Twenty twenty one, this is the year of getting back to the fun. 
Like last year was necessary, but excessive soul searching. And I think that was not just me, but a lot of people because we had to figure out how we're going to face this, that, and the other crisis that kept coming up. But, you know, it's, it was just one thing after another. Like, I think that's such a good way to phrase, like, what 2021 really needs to be. Like, let's figure out how we can have fun again. Because I know for me, like, a big problem that I had is I went back into business writer mode which is a terrible place for me to be. Like, I don't want to knock it for anybody who can actually function. I can't do that. And I know my limitations. They were reinforced last year. Fiction fun again. I'm going to make my writing fun again. I'm going to make the stories that I tell fun again. Yeah, it's really interesting because I work a lot and then I would have these periods of months of overtime where I would work extremely late and would barely have time to eat and sleep. But that's when I also got all of my writing done would be when I got home from work. I would write for four hours and go to sleep at one in the morning because I would write straight through. No TV, no books, just write. And so I got stuff done. And then October comes and I get laid off because they can't film anything for months and months. And we ran out of stuff to do effects on that were ready. And so I have all this time to write and my motivation is just out the window. It was like... No, I have time now, but it's like you just you feel down and the world is crumbling and like it's just you don't feel motivated to do the stuff that you love anymore. And so now that it's 2021 and I get I got hired, so I get to start a job again on the 25th. And you get to keep eating. We're so happy. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is the first time ever I have been a recipient of like a food box from church. It's like, you're having a hard time. Here's some food. Stay alive. Thank you. Yes. No, I mean, yeah, I've spent many a time on food boxes and they have saved me countless times. And gosh, yeah. Yeah. And just learning that like, my family's there for me in the hard times has been so nice. Like, we were freaking out not knowing if I could stay in Canada because I'm on a work visa or if <clears> I had to be back to the country. It's mm. because I wouldn't be employed anymore. So is my work visa any good? Am I going to be like on, on the land sleeping in between the bridge of the States and Canada because the border's closed? Like, what am oh, I going to do? What an absolutely terrible place to be in, like... The world flips and Literally. it's just awful. And so just knowing that if I had to, I could go back and live with my parents. But my parents knew that most of the jobs for my career opportunities are up here in Toronto, Canada. And so mm-hmm. they dug through their savings. I blew through my savings. They dug through theirs and they have supported me and kept me alive and able to be employed again. And it's just been so great to know that my family is there through thick and thin. It's just been such a great, great boost. Even though emotionally, you still don't want to do the things you love. You still know that you are loved. And that's been been great. That's huge and a beautiful way to put it. I learned so much about who cares about people. 
And the thing that broke me this year is I was rereading Aquinas, as I am wont to do in times of crisis. And I came across that wonderful line of his. And every time I hit it, I read it, it just like does things to me. And he said, the greatest and most noblest act that human can take is to bring joy. There is no unrighteousness in joy. And I like that has stuck with me for months. Like I can't, I wake up and that, that, that's in my mind and I go to bed and that's in my mind. Like, how am I bringing joy? How am I like, whether it's to myself, to other people, to someone else, like, how does what I'm doing bring joy? And without even having to ask y'all, a lot of people told me and thank you, because that's been really hard for someone like me who does here. But like, that's what this year is for me. Like, this is the year of bringing joy. Like, I have Marie Kondoed my life. I'm not talking about like my stuff. I'm talking about my life. Like, I would be working. I, I, here's the project that I was working on. Do you spark joy? No get in the butt <laughs> yeah. amen everything like people you know that i used to interact with all the time you spark joy no get on the bus <laughs> you know i'm done i'm done i'm just like and not in a selfish way like i it's not all about me and i don't want it to be all about me and for anybody who thinks it's selfish to take care of themselves it's not if you are not in a good place you're no good to anyone else. Like you have to take care of yourself first. And that may feel, especially if you're a giver, if you're a person like me who just wants to like reach out and help and help and help, it feels so selfish and self-centered to even think about yourself, like what you, what you need, what I need, but it's not, it's a necessary, necessary step. Why are you doing all of the things that you're doing? Ask yourself. There's a lot of elective stuff that we bring into our life that we need to see as such and stuff. And I hope that I'm at a place now where I cut a lot of that out from my own personal life and I can focus as much as possible on doing things that are going to be fun. That's the gospel I want to bring forth into 2021. Stop caring. <laughs> Stop caring about all the crap that doesn't matter. Who cares if I made an idiot out of myself on the internet? I don't care. Like, what's yeah. that going to do to me? What's that going to do to me? Like, it's not going to hurt me. We care so much about things that we think will bring to us some kind of tangible harm that won't okay so for the last decade it's been a really weird decade for me uh, my entire life crashed and burned y'all I got to do 2020 a decade before the rest of you and like it it really was bad and there was a point uh, where see my mother was always afraid of dogs and of course as a child I picked up on that fear and even though 10 years ago, I had a miniature dachshund. I still felt that fear about a lot of random wandering dogs. And then there came a moment, I guess, at some point where it was like, you know what? Who cares? And as well as I was so mad. I mean, like, I was so frustrated and I felt so abandoned by her. I lost. And um, this was at the point where we found out mom had 
pancreatic cancer and my now ex-husband left me because I was spending too much time taking care of my mother, taking her to and from doctors in other states kind of thing. And I was like, move on. And he was hitting up all my friends for booty calls. And I lost every friend except two. However, he was such a jerk that several of these women started contacting me when they heard about how he filed for divorce and said, I'd be happy to testify on your behalf. You know, that's sort of like, that's how bad it got. And I started looking like, so there used to be these large random dogs in my mother's neighborhood that would just walk around all the time. And they would like, they were known as cat killers. They were killing random cats. And one of them came up to me like within visual distance. And I was like, bring it, come and attack me. I totally want to fight a random dog right now. That dog took one look at me and just turned around and just quietly walked away with its tail between its legs. I never said a word to it. I was just like, bring it. And he knew. And like, it was just this, it's just, you just let it go. You just let go of all of the preconceived notions and these fears that are holding you back rather than helping you stay safe. And apparently one of the problems I had was dogs. Wild dogs have never given me another problem. We live in a neighborhood that used to have a serious problem with with random dogs just going to everyone's trash. Every single time one of these big dogs saw me in the middle of the night in the dark, they would just turn around and walk down the street in the other direction because I just stopped giving a flip and was like, you know what? I haven't punched a dog. Let me just do that. You just get to that point where you're like, I have nothing left. And if this dog is going to cause me a problem, oh, well. And I feel like a lot of people got there in that point in 2020, some point where they were like, let me just deal with this and stop living in my anxious head. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of this freedom of like, you know how they say like freedom is another word for nothing left to lose? Yes. There's a certain truth there of like, there is a kind of freedom in like, I have hit real rock bottom and now you all can't hurt me. Yep. This is it. And I get it. I really do. Cause like seeing all the people around me who don't wear masks or who don't believe that black lives matter. It's like, I don't need to invest any more time in this relationship. I have now been freed. And to realize how much time and anxiety I was putting in to so many people who were not returning it. They weren't returning the effort and the energy. It was freeing. It was liberating. It was also sad. Like there was definitely, I am ongoing in a grieving process of, I am like, like Tom and I are orphans. Both of our parents have died. And to realize that we really, like, as I said, there were several other tertiary or, you know, like family members that weren't our parents, that none of them would genuinely help us should we truly get somewhere. It was like, I had, I was like, Tom, I'm not going to die yet because I was nearly dying in the hospital at the start of 2020. And I was like, oh no, I'm getting out of this hospital bed and I'm going home and I'm going to heal because I'm not going to leave you or me in this place. This is not it. This is not how the story ends. And there is a liberation in that. When we say that whether we have to have a rock bottom moment or not, it is a liberation of fuck this world. Fuck the people who have been holding me back this whole time. Granted, I allowed them to. And I'm sorry to curse, but it is like this sentiment of That's it. Because to realize like that that's why I felt so tired and so burdened so much of the time is those were people. That was people I was dragging with me. 
That was useless fears I was dragging along. No wonder I was exhausted. We have this phrase that gets used way too much now, letting somebody live rent-free in your brain. That's a real thing. And that's a lot of what we're talking about is, you know, I was worried about what this person or that person might say, or would it hurt the audience if I did this thing over there? And like, who cares? Like, let's be honest. Like, if you like me, fine. If you, if you don't, fine. Like my books, fine. If you don't, fine. When it comes down to it, I'm not here for you. You know, it sounds so cold and callous, but like this, this is where music is such a powerful thing for me. One of my favorite bands in the world, Within Temptation, released a new single this year called Entertain You. And that's the core stuff. Is we're not here to entertain you. Like, that's not what I'm here for. Like, you're looking at my life. You're trying to get your enjoyment out of me. I'm here for me because I like this. Right. Not This isn't about, like, I'm sorry you got this wrong. It's not about you. Like, I'm not here to go down your checklist of what you like and what you want. This is my life. I'm here for me. It's hard to say it without sounding like you're being insulting or that you're not grateful. Because when I say I'm not here to entertain you, I'm here for the community, right? Like if you're entertained, I am overjoyed. But I'm here to find out what's going to be Maggie's next project out of the million books, the million words yes. that got written. And what's going to be the next snippet of CB's bed of roses that I'm going to get to see or whichever project she's working on that day, right? Like this is what I'm here for. Like what brilliant thing is Laura going to grace us with next? Like, I didn't expect when we took a bio break to come back and see that glorious description of an octopus in chat. <laughs> but I came back to that glorious description of an octopus in chat, and it was amazing. Like, that's what I'm here for, right? I'm not a dancing monkey. And this is something that if you're in the entertainment industry at all, whether it's what I do with the podcast, what I do when I do public speaking events at conventions, when I when you're writing a book, especially if you're writing a book, those people will feel entitled, not just to your story, but to you. And you need to get it to your head really early on that like, I hope you like my stuff, but this is my stuff. You know, it's why I always jokingly say, and it's only half a joke, George Lucas is the patron saint of all good writers because he just went, I don't care if you don't like this. I want it to be this way. This is how I'm doing it. Yeah, this may completely torpedo a billion dollar franchise, but it's mine and I want to do it. May we all have that courage. You know what I'm saying? Also, there's no law that says we all have to subscribe to George Lucas's story. It's voluntary. Right. What's fan fiction for? Yes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, none of us have to buy the book, buy the movie, or any. Guess. So yeah, we we're not. We don't have to listen to the critiques. But to also show you like the craziness of these fans, I can't remember. I know this is a weird one. If it was Kevin Smith or Samuel L. Jackson who was commenting of, "Please burn my DVDs. I've already been paid for them if you bought them." Exactly. Go ahead, destroy them. You know, the truth is every time I feel miserable when I'm around someone else, I just go, in my head, are they part of my tribe? And if the answer is no, 
I, if anything, feel my heart lightened because I don't care what they think anymore. They could go jump off a bridge and I would be like, oh, well, that's it. I mean, like, I will still call 911, but I am not necessarily going to stay. I am not going to be worried about it. I'm not going to check on them the next day because they're not part of my tribe. And just for the record, uh, you know, if you are part of my tribe, you're probably watching this right now. Or maybe you recently went to sleep. I don't need you to produce for me. I just care about you because you're part of my tribe. So I care about all the mundane in your life, but that's it. So I gotta go soon because I have my live writing sprints. So one thing that I've been working on for years that I hope to bring forward more in 2021 is learning to love myself. So mm. learning to be able to accept me and be able to just know that I do have limits and that's okay. And just learning that I, I have my flaws, but I do have good things too. I may not always be able to see it, but I can talk to other people who can and they can show me that I do have stuff that is worth loving. You are worthy. You are. Thanks. Like the first time, I remember the first time I ever saw you in chat, because we were both in chat, I think it was on one of Becca C. Smith's streams and like just seeing the stuff you were talking about I was like I need to know this person this person's amazing I have wormed my life around to get to know you at least a little bit at least a little just because yeah you're worthy so yeah if you wanted to go ahead and do your outro you can my name is Laura Nettles I will be working on horror and sci-fi and fan fiction because I can and so that's what I'll be working on and I'll see you guys all later. Thank you for having me, Charlie. You're, You're welcome. Anytime. 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 If anybody wants to say what they're doing, you can. I'm actually going to put it out there because I have plans for this year. These are the three dark fantasy series that will be finished this year that are coming out this year. So you've heard me talk about two of these, actually. You've heard me talk about all of these. So this is the one that I was working on throughout the summer last year. This is uh, Trampire, as it has been lovingly dubbed by Maggie and others. And this one is the project that I've been working on most recently because I realized it actually set the stage for the others and is a good boil the frog for anybody who gets in it. It'll make a lot of world building easier for people to understand. And I won't have to cover some of the broader world. I can actually simplify other stories by getting this one out first. And a lot of that's actually already written. I have two sci-fi projects one of which some of you have already read at least the first novella in which is The Hidden that will be coming out. I'm so, so excited for these because I love me my sci-fi projects and the one that I am the most excited about because it is the, hopefully I can bring the spirit to everything that I'm doing this year but the story that taught me to love my fiction and just to be silly and have fun this is the Crystal Rivers story this is the RPG that I am working on this is where the blessed Tugwaddle lives and guides us to all truth and hope and wisdom this is the silliest fantasy setting I have ever done in my life this will I, I'm already calling it my Xanth this is like the, 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 the apex of my strangeness in fantasy and I absolutely love it because I always tell myself to pull back don't go there people aren't gonna like the silliness 
I don't care. I love the silliness. I love my magic furries. I love my murder radishes. I love all of the strange things that are running around in this world. And I hope at least someone else does too. These are going to be gone this year. I am going to complete not one, but all of them. Because I am tired of being quiet. I am tired of sitting in my house going, one day I will write that story. I know I can write it. Will it be the best novel ever? I don't care. I really don't I really don't care anymore. And that's what I'm doing. That's my year. That's my 2021. Save your stories. Share your stories. I can't wait to see what we all collectively do because I know several of you also have projects that will be coming out this year and I can't wait for them. This is several years of poetry from 20 years ago. I just recently found it after years and actually felt in 2020 strong enough to start rereading them. And I realized they're not half as bad as I thought they were. In fact, I like some of them. And so I am going to be working on releasing an ebook version of the poems. Some of them are funny. Some of them are sad. Some of them are whatever. It was, you know, the times. Also, I wrote a sex column for an entire year at my university. And it made international news when the president tried to expel me for it in the school newspaper, by the way. I also, some one of the articles got archived in the Kinsey Institute because apparently nobody had like in polyamory how I did. I am going to be making a, an ebook of that as well, as well as some of the other articles I've done, the book reviews and just all sorts of nonfiction to put it together because all of the websites that used to have all of these up, including a lot of the poems, they're all gone. I'm a non-person again. So I'm going to redefine myself in my own terms with my own words Beyond that, I'm not sure I'm going to keep writing. But, yeah, it's time to put it out there. Good, bad, or indifferent. Look, I'm just going to continue doing what I've been doing, which is my best efforts to get my sister to write and actually write it down and finish the story because I know a lot of her stories. And if it keeps up too long, like, I may just have to start going to Maggie and be like, all right, so I've got some stories I need you to work on. Maggie's got her own story. I know, but we just, maybe it'll finally inspire you to actually write your story. I'm not here to burden anyone else. I'll get to it. So for a little bit of house cleaning before we go, please let me know what you want us to be doing on here because I said this in the channel trailer for this channel and I really did mean it. I don't want this to be a vanity project. Like the podcast has for so many years just been me as a talking head blathering into nothingness and getting comments back from people going, wow, somebody actually listened? I don't want this to be just about me. I want this to be kind of a community voice place. So I'm looking at doing interviews on this channel. I'm looking at doing all kinds of stuff like that. So if there's a specific thing that you would like to hear me talk about or that you would like to talk about with me, let me know. We will work something out. I am open and ready to do that. Alrighty. Thank you all so much for being here. This will be a regular thing on Mondays, but Fan Fiction Friday will be at the regular time. It'll be at 5, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, and bring your fanfic. It should be a wild and crazy time. I am, I am so looking forward to just being silly. <laughs> and hopefully we can do that together. Um, we do... 
We do a live stream on Mondays on my channel, Glory Writes the Blues on YouTube. And depending on the time of year, we're either talking about movies as inspiration and guides for to inspire writers about various genres and techniques, or we're talking about autism and autism-related subjects. Uh, there's plenty because ableism is real. And um, we're going to start a, a new little mini show in June about community building among the writer world. So yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled. And if you're interested in any of that, please do subscribe to my channel so that you can be sure to get notifications. Ring that bell. So thank you all for being here. If you have enjoyed any of the stuff that I do and would like to keep it coming to you, you'll find links to both my coffee and my Patreon down in the description box below. Let's remember the things that matter. And that's Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter, trans identities are magic. And as always, until next time, may you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. <laughs>